there. What's up? What's up? How's it going? We're excited to be here in the studio without Seth. We're not excited about being without no, Seth. No, not at all. But Seth, Seth couldn't be here today. <laughs> He's in Ohio with his family. I, was, I did not mean that I was excited to not be here with it's Seth. It's okay. This is that Brad's was, last show on the varsity. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Joke. Just kidding. Just um, kidding. Yeah, unless Seth hears this, then, yeah. then we're being serious. Seth's in Ohio. He can't hear us from here. Um, so we we also have a special guest here in this. Oh, wait. Wait, wait, wait. We've got Jameson here, the bearded, bald-headed wonder Jameson. Hey, how's it going? I'm the mystical unicorn, red-headed something. Sassy, Sassy Wiggles. Wiggles. Yeah. Jiggle. Whoa. Anyway. Wow. I don't know. <laughs> Just got weird. Sorry. Um, it always gets weird, though. And then we have... Uh, JSU Marching Ballerina, her second show uh, with us, Kayla Moon. Hey guys. Oh, sorry. Say it again. Hey, guys. There we go. And then my favorite button pusher, who hey. gives the stink eye sometimes. I do. That would be Steven. I give a very mean stink eye. <laughs> I do, I do. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a cutting stink eye. Like it's it, piercing. It cuts. Yeah. Like, you pierced. know, straight to your soul. 10 out of 10 would stink eye again. Oh, yeah. yeah. Wow, that, that's weird. Thank you. You're welcome. So if you hear an inadvertent tap or thump that we've accidentally made, it's you just, Steven just visualize Steven. Or go to Facebook Live and watch it happen. Um, just don't, Steven's just make sure gonna give children us aren't word. around because, you know, we wouldn't want their soul to be sucked in through the, yeah. Uh, yeah. The stink eye. Yeah. The stink eye. All right. <laughs> Seth, what's next? Oh, wait, he's not here. Oh! So we have to run this show. Okay. <laughs> wow. The inmates are running the asylum. Yeah. We have some awesome sponsors. Yes, we do. Char Burger, who provide us with lunch every Tuesday. Every Very Tuesday. good lunch. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Char Burger and Christy. Uh, where can I find Char Burger, Jameson? You can find it in Gunnersville, Alabama. Uh, at the foot the, of the mountain? At the foot of the mountain. Uh, mm-hmm. Not sure it's at the hand of the mountain. Um you know, to avoid the whole, you know, hand, foot, mouth disease thing. They're just at the foot of the mountain. Uh, but they're located at 3848 Alabama Highway 69 in Gunnersville. They are open from 5.30 a.m. to 8 p.m. Monday through Saturday. Home of the famous Wildcat Char Grill Burger, Scrumptious Chicken Fingers, Philly Cheesesteaks, and Jumbo Crispy Onion Rings. Uh, their phone number is 256-505-4720. Wait, I figured out what the mouth of the mountain would be. What? Cathedral what Caverns wow. would be the mouth of the mountain. Oh. That makes me slightly uncomfortable, but... Because then aren't you walking into the mouth of the mountain? You are. You are being uh, ingested by the mountain. You are, you are walking through the innards of the mountain. Hmm. It doesn't sound You know good. the part where they turn the lights out? <laughs> anyway. I've always heard a flushing noise. I didn't know why. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We have an excellent show coming up for you guys. Uh, As you can tell already. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Good stuff. I got some memes here if you want to go ahead and oh, touch on those. Weem of the meek. Weem of the meek. Meme of the week. <laughs> All right. The first one up here, somebody asks on the Twitters, hey, what's y'all's biggest fear in a relationship? The response is marrying into a family that runs 5Ks on Thanksgiving. <laughs> that actually happens. Thanksgiving 5Ks. Mm-mm. They call it anti-Thanksgiving. I'm, well, I'm, I'm joking, but I, that'd be a good name for it. Yeah, it would be. I think they just call that dumb. Mm. Well, anti-Thanksgiving. Yeah. Have you guys heard of people in, uh, celebrating Indigenous Peoples Day instead of Thanksgiving? No. That's a thing that people are doing, um, which is also what people are doing instead of Columbus Day. So we have two Indigenous Peoples Days here 
if you're into that. It's so funny, you have to say indigenous people. You can't use the term we've used before. Native it's American? Not, Native American is great. And then before that, Indian? Indian. You can't say Indian anymore. It's not politically correct. Native American so specific. It's like, hey, we're native to the Americas. Mm-hmm. I mean, how... how it's general. How it? dare you say that, Stephen? <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. All right. So that is... That's actually, why Seth isn't here, he was offended by our indigenous comment. Yeah. Okay, the next one. one. <laughs> My sister and I having a mac and cheese battle to see who gets to cook it for Thanksgiving. Mine is on the left. Hers is on the right. Who y'all with? And it's... <laughs> it's, it's two of the absolute worst things I've ever seen. Green bean casserole. No, no. That is cheese and noodles, dude. It what? just looks like green beans. That looks... But I know y'all can't see it, but oh I mean... And the gosh. other one is just a pan of noodles that someone took, like, Velveeta singles <laughs> and just, like, sort of, like tore them apart and put it on top is just like this like awful puzzle from Hades Mm -hmm. and they sort of browned the cheese a little bit it looks like green bean casserole though the whole meme about green bean casserole shouldn't be existing it looks like the um, easy mac after you like put it in the free like in the refrigerator when you take it back out that actually that's pretty have you made easy mac and put it in the fridge but I didn't eat it when I took it back out. Yeah, it's probably good. Yeah, no, no, once <laughs> you put it, it in the like fridge, that. that's, that's, that's basically putting it in the anyway, fridge. But anyway, the rest of the meme, after it shows these pictures of awful mac and cheese, it's like both of you need to be in prison. Both of them, man. Yeah, they don't ever need to go in the kitchen again. All right, this next one. All right. It's, uh, it is a picture of Pikachu uh, looking quite shocked, pun intended. Um, <laughs> says, hey, yeah. Me acting shocked when the cop tells me I was going over the speed limit. You know, okay. you uh, have no idea. If you've been I've in one of these this. situations, they're gonna either say you were going way too fast. Do you know how fast you were going, or sir, you were going thirty-five over the speed limit? Or do you, you know? You why have I, to sit there and do look. you know why I pulled you over? Do you know why I pulled you over is the one yeah, <laughs> that I've gotten before anyway. Oh, see, all right. The first time I ever got pulled <laughs> over. It was like I was driving all correct and everything. I was pretty young and like you know very you know on purpose like making sure I was using correct technique and everything. I didn't use my blinker getting onto the ramp. Oh no! In Arab, so mm-hmm. from two thirty one getting on the ramp to go to sixty nine. Yeah. Um, I was turning left at that stop sign. I even came to a complete stop using my blinker at the stop sign. Mm-hmm. He pulled me over, um, almost to Main Street, at that daycare and said, "Sir, you didn't use your blinker. I don't want you to get in a wreck or anything. So I'll let you go." Like, this is after he, like, took my license and everything. And he didn't give me a written warning. He just, um, you know, said, gave me a stern talking to. He was like, I don't want you to get any wrecks out there, kid. And I was like, thanks. Hey, by the way, uh, I'm not trying to be a smart aleck or anything. You're not wearing your name badge that you're supposed to be wearing. And uh, one of your headlights is out. Did you really say that? Yes, I told him. (laughs) You know, those are two rules that he's broken. So if if you're going to forget your name badge and drive around with a headlight out, I don't think you should pull anybody over. Mm-hmm. That's so the kind of attitude. If I knew his name, I would have told him. But, but yeah. I mean, this guy, I feel like, you know, like, I kind of, it kind of, like, I'm conflicted. I'm irritated. Yeah. But then relieved mm-hmm. when the cop just wants to pull over and give you, like, a fatherly talk, you know. But <laughs> like, I'm not mad. Right. I'm just disappointed. Right. Like, mm-hmm. First of all, I'm like, okay, great. Thanks. I'm, I'm sorry I've disappointed you, officer. And then the other part of me is like, thank you, Jesus. I'm not getting a ticket. Yeah. So um, I don't know about y'all. But when I was a kid, if I did something wrong, I got sent to my room and I got a spanking for it. 
Yeah. If my mom came walking down that hallway with a wooden spoon, she was going to use it. <laughs> she got a wooden she, spoon. She didn't walk down that wooden, <laughs> the hallway with a wooden spoon to scare us. Oh. Now, my dad, I'd rather him spank me than sit there and talk to me because that's, that's like the worst thing. Yeah. Like, you can see where he's disappointed and he's, you know, mm-hmm. kind of correcting you and he's just like, come on. You know, almost like a coaching. Like, but like it's like a police officer pulling you over with no intent of writing a ticket. Like, just... You're gonna waste your time. Oh, let me let me tell you what happened to me one time. Uh-oh. Okay, so my wife and I we were dating at the time, and uh, she was still living at home. And uh, so I was driving her home one night, and this is crazy. She had a, like a really early curfew, and so I was trying my best to get her home on time. And so I'm going 80 miles an hour down that 65 stretch of highway right out of Arab, going toward Huntsville. Get it there on time, but you don't be alive. I'm going 80 <laughs> miles an hour, and this cop pulls me over, <laughs> and I tell him, I said. Uh, sir, I'm so sorry. I'm just trying to have her home by curfew because I don't want her dad to kill me. And so he intentionally made me sit there until it was after the time that she had to be home. He didn't give me a ticket, <laughs> but he made me wait until after the time I was supposed to have her home was he so an, I could leave and get her home. Was he an Arab cop? Yes. APD, thank you for your service. <laughs> thank you so much for your service. Sometimes, Sometimes you aggravate us. But uh, you know. thank you for keeping us safe. Yes. And we know you guys don't get paid enough to put your life on the line, but don't take it out on us. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, I that think we should go to the happen. next meme. We love you guys. <laughs> All right. Now, this meme, like, this, these are my favorite right now. Yeah. Like, it may be slowly dying, but I don't care. Like, if you've ever seen Dexter's Laboratory... I can't relate to this at all. Okay. Well, if you're not Gen Z and you... Watch Dexter's Lab. There's this meme. Anyway. It says, I love your accent. Say it again. And Dexter leans in and whispers, Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Mm -hmm. As in, appreciate it. But in the way Southerners say it, appreciate it. (laughs) These memes are my favorite. Like, they've been going around. I've seen several that that I've uh, cry laughed. Uh, and, then, and then he sleep. sends them to the to the Facebook Messenger to to create the show, and I'm just like, don't care. I did that yeah. today. I, I don't nor anyway. How about this one? I'm not dealing with you right now. Oh, turkey bacon! Don't get me started. The only kind of turkey, turkey bacon, bacon that I will accept, and it is a turkey completely wrapped in bacon. That's sitting in a bed bacon? of sitting in a bed of stuffing. Yeah. Uh, I don't like it when people call it stuffing. I don't think it's, it's sitting in the bed. I think it, that stuffing's on the inside. I think that stuffing is uh, uh, coming out. Wow. You know, stuffing is what you put on the inside. Dressing mm-hmm. is what you make on the side. Oh. Yeah. Look at you. My dad's a my dad's a Yankee. <laughs> so so he, he makes... Let's see. What do Southerners make? Dressing. Dressing. Yeah. He makes stuffing. Yeah. Dressing. And it's different. It's very, very different. And like some people don't like it. I love, I love stuffing. I don't care for dressing at all. What? It all. Yeah. You're wrong. Stuffing's like drier. Than- Stuffing's a lot drier. Um, they should just call dressing turkey cake. It's just, it's just sand. Cake? It's sad turkey <laughs> sand. Bread, bread turkey cake. No. Wow. There was a little video that in here. That is not what God intended. And I know you guys on the radio can't see this, but you can if you go on over to our Facebook page. And if you can see it on the radio, please go see an optometrist. You're very special. Um, but... It's showing what happens, how Chick-fil-A chickens be living before they get <laughs> to the factory. <laughs> they are giving this chicken a haircut. They are. He's sitting and, up uh, in the chair with the drape across his neck, and this guy is really just combing his feathers. It's crazy. I don't doubt it, though. They love their chicken at Chick-fil-A. I mean, they say that 
cows in Japan that are about to be Kobe beef. Yeah. They are massage. Oh, yeah. And they they are bottle fed, bottle fed? Mm-hmm. beer. Like, <laughs> up until the point where they they have to be slaughtered. Yeah. So they, they die extremely happy. And it apparently makes for better beef. I'm not even. I'm not making this yeah. up. Yep. I think there the same go. thing is true with Wayne steak. I'm not sure. Anyway. <laughs> well, hey, what we got coming up in the show? I, I know we're going to get a call from FCA, as always, and uh, oh, we're going to have our clutch is, moment. Is Ricky calling in today? We talked football. Awesome, awesome. Okay, he didn't send me any picks, which usually means he's going to be available to call. Great. It's time for the FCA moment of the week. We've got we've got Russ Daniels on the phone. Hey, Russ. Hey, how's it going? It's going good. I hear that there's some exciting news in your life. Would you mind sharing with our audience? Sure. I just got engaged on Sunday. Woo! Congratulations! <laughs> awesome. Congrats, awesome. man. Thank you. Big Spring Park. That's where my parents got engaged. Let's see, 33 years ago. Yep, so that's cool. Yep. Very pretty yeah, area. Awesome. Is that where you yeah, got the like... idea from, Russ? Is from his parents? <laughs> yeah, I talked to them before. I called see? them. The yeah, small world. And... Did you propose on the bridge just where they proposed? Or dad proposed? No, I proposed in the gazebo. Yeah, that gotcha. the first place that she and I ever really hung out was Big Spring Park. So that's really? Why. Yep, that's neat. I like that. Awesome. So does she? Does she work with you or? No, she is actually still in school at Stanford. She's going to graduate in May with a degree in nursing. Um, but I did meet her through FCA. Oh, cool! That's really awesome. Yeah. FCA yep. man, like you can, you can connect to Christ. Meet with your, your with future your, spouse, man. <laughs> what else do you guys yeah. not do? And not only through FCA, it was the FCA internship program. So if I could do a little promo for that, too. Go for it. In interning. If you're interested in interning, you can go on our website and find uh, the summer internship program, and you just might find your future wife. So. Yep. <laughs> so I've got the perfect tagline. Intern at FCA, find your future spouse. Didn't rhyme, but there it's go. good. I thought you were going to say bay. That was <laughs> when we, were, we were about to go off air. Find your future bay. Find your future bay. I thought about it. I was like, mm. Again, this is, yeah, I saw, That's I saw the I, contemplation on you, your face. Did you see the smile? It was going to be cute and clever and rhyme. And I was like, maybe I shouldn't say bay. That's then, really bad. Then you bailed, like, and then 20, it was just awkward. That's like everyone. 2014. <laughs> anyway. Uh, okay, all right. <laughs> anyway, Russ, tell us what's going on in the world of FCA. Well, um, last week we had our Iron Ball prayer breakfast, and those were awesome. Um, especially Marshall County was was great. We had a really good turnout in Marshall awesome. County there. Um, and Tony Nathan did a great job, um, and Nate Farrow also he, from Auburn did a great job. Uh, so that was a lot of fun. And then um, this week, obviously, we got Thanksgiving break, but then we're getting right back after it on Tuesday. After a week from today, we have Tim Tebow coming to town. Um, he'll be at the VBC in Huntsville uh, Tuesday night, um, oh. and the the tickets are all gone. They were free. They sold out, in, or I guess they were gone in three days. Um, wow. There is a waiting list. There's a waiting list, and so if, if there's anybody who's still interested and in, in might possibly want to come, you can get on that waiting list, and we're still working out some details to possibly get everyone else on that waiting list in. All right, and those details are available on your website, correct? Yes, that is NorthAlabamaFCA.org. Awesome. 
Also, like you said, the prayer breakfast went really well here in Marshall County. Yes. All right, like I, this may be like too forward of me to ask, but how much, uh, how much money was raised for Gus Malzahn's buyout? <laughs> like, oh yeah, Gus Malzahn's buyout. Man. <laughs> See, that I almost asked that question. We did an Iron Bowl trivia, and Coach Pam thought that it'd be funny <laughs> to ask that question. But I'm too loyal to all. Uh, uh, I've made that joke three straight weeks. I'm sorry. Yeah, all that's Iron Bowl the, week. I'm not sorry. Actually, it's Iron Bowl FC, week. All the all the SCA people that call in get get bombarded with Jameson. Yeah, I mean it's 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 a tough position to be in as an Auburn fan. Like even if you beat Alabama and win the Iron Bowl, you still lose because they keep Gus anyway. I'm a big fan of Gus. I'm not out on him yet. So <laughs> oh, really? I'm talking to the wrong guy. <laughs> wow. wow. I found one. I found one. An Auburn fan that likes Gus Malzahn. <laughs> yep. Oh, man. All right. So uh, so what what are you doing in a time like this for FCA? Like, what is your what is your job look like right now? Right now, as far as... Uh, like as a whole or like this week or what do you mean by right as as a whole like what do you what do you do for yeah so i am a campus representative um and so i am part of elementary middle and high school campus ministry and so i will go to different schools and attend their huddles and also their leadership meetings uh their huddles are the meetings that they do usually before school some schools meet during uh, school if if that's possible so that's just kind of whatever the students feels best um, but I'll go and visit them and, and then also just help grow those leadership teams and and share with them some things that we've seen that have worked in the past and uh, also just encourage them uh, because you know they're they're doing so much to pour out and make a difference on their campus that we, we want to make sure that they're getting poured into as well so uh, doing that and uh, really just, just building relationships with, with kids in high school and uh, getting to attend some games as well because uh, it means a lot when, when uh, they see someone there to support them. I know when I was in high school, Matt Herring was doing what I do now, and it meant the world to me when he would come to one of my games. And so uh, I, I love doing that just as much as they may love seeing me there because I love sports, uh, so I love being at those events. Awesome. Well, we've enjoyed our phone conversation with you catching up on the FCA whereabouts. Yes, thank you for having me. Absolutely. Thanks for calling. You have an awesome week and a happy Congrats Thanksgiving. again on your engagement. Right. And, thank uh, you very much. Y'all have a happy Thanksgiving. Yes, sir. You do the same. All right. See you. Hello? He's huh? gone. Huh? <laughs> Russ? Russ? Hello? He said bye. <laughs> I want to say thank you to Charburger again for your awesome food. Kayla, how's your Charburger? It's great. Great. <laughs> great food at Charburger. They have the Wildcat Burger, the Chicken Fingers. They're awesome. They're scrumptious. Philly cheesesteaks, Jumbo Crispy Onion Rings, 3848 Alabama Highway 69, Gunnersville. That's on the right, headed up the mountain towards there, and on the left, uh, at the foot of the mountain towards Gunnersville. Um, they are open 5.30 a.m. for breakfast all the way till 8 p.m. Monday through Saturday. So they are there. They're waiting for you. They're right. there when no one else is. <laughs> Charburger. Well, hey there. We're we're back, and, and so are you. And that's a good thing because otherwise this radio show would be very awkward. Uh, we're about to head into one of my favorite segments on the show. Uh, it's where I embarrass myself with my ability to predict college football. Terrible. 
Terrible yeah. job. Something about dumpster fires. Yeah, it's a dumpster fire. <laughs> For um, Jameson. It's it's kind of like, you know, old Miss's existence. It's it's a giant dumpster fire. Um yeah, I went there. Yeah, and uh not scared. I was at one point like in the running for first place, and then I had two four and two weeks in a row. While Seth has gone six and zero twice in a row, and Ricky's gone six and zero, then five and one. By the way, Ricky's on the phone. Hey, Ricky. Hey guys. Hey, how how did you let us ignore Ricky? I forgot that Ricky had called. I was like, Mm. hey Ricky, call now, and he called, and then I never talked to him. So sorry, Ricky. It's okay. I don't get ignored. Y'all, y'all always take care of me through this. Yeah, yeah, we do. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> All right. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna make these picks now, and uh, Kayla's gonna hand me a sheet of paper because I don't have my laptop, and Seth's gonna Steven's gonna hand me a pen. Wow, that's gonna look at you, Mister Prepared. And <laughs> na- now I'm Mister Prepared. <laughs> it's Thank a team you effort, man. To my surroundings, takes a village. <laughs> <laughs> I love that saying. Takes the village, and then you know yeah. somebody's got to watch the village idiot, though. I mean. Mm. You said that, not me. <laughs> All right, so our our, uh, our picks for this week. Our first game is going to be um, LSU and Texas A&M, which is going to be, Ooh. I feel like this is going to be low-key a really, really, really good game. Um, be a, a barn burner? I think, I think Texas A&M is a little bit of a dark horse. Um, LSU's ranked number seven. They're nine and two, Texas A&M, and Texas A&M is unranked seven and four. They have barely lost four very close games to Clemson, um, Clemson, Alabama, Auburn, and somebody else. But Auburn, the Auburn game was ridiculous. Oh, the so. Alabama game wasn't that close. Just saying. It wasn't, was it? No. It no. The Clemson game was really Apparently, close. Though, the too. only team that's played Alabama close is the Citadel. Anyway, I'm not Man, bitter. Was, I'm fine. I've was, moved on. That was nerve-wracking for a little bit. Uh, I think Ricky. I think you should pick first on this one. <laughs> um, I for some reason I wrote down LSU, and then I think my mind started to say uh, Texas A&M. But I'm just gonna stick with what I wrote down LSU. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know how much how many points they're gonna score. The offense is pretty bad, but I think they'll come away with the win. Do you know a fun fact? Texas A&M, despite being unranked and having four losses. Is favored by two and a half points. It is. Ooh. It is at Texas A&M. Well, I'm gonna go ahead and stick with Coach O and them Tigers. Um, I feel like I feel like it's it's gonna be a close game. It it will probably come down to a field goal. Um, I feel like Jimbo Fisher is still getting all the pieces uh, put together and arranged there in A&M, and they're not quite there yet. And I feel like Coach O's experience in the SEC will. Uh, push him to victory in this one. I'm going to take um, Texas A&M in this game, actually, um, because I feel like LSU has put a lot of hype around ar- around two games that they just couldn't come through on. So with that, they're lacking kind of the motivation that it takes late in the season and everything. Um, and then Jimbo Fisher's, pro- I think they're getting progressively better. They did have a fluke game. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and take Texas A&M and this one. Kayla, who do you have? LSU. LSU for Kayla, she says doubtedly. <laughs> uh, our next game is number 12 ranked. Hold on, let me go check and make sure that's still. Because I got these games yesterday, so those rankings weren't updated. Let me go look at Syracuse. 
real quick. Uh, Syracuse is, yeah, 12th ranked Syracuse at 8 and 3. Um, at the 20th ranked Boston College Eagles at 7 and 4. Uh, Boston College is favored uh, by 7 at home. Syracuse actually handed it to Florida State last week, so I like Syracuse in this game. Was that Boston College that beat? That was Syracuse Boston that beat Boston College lost to Florida State by one point, so that saved Florida State's bowl eligibility for the season. Wow, was that last week? Yeah. Okay, uh, Syracuse beat somebody. Syracuse lost to Notre Dame badly. Oh, yeah. I don't think there actually should be ranked I'm, 12. I'm mad at home. them right now. Yeah, I was rooting for Syracuse in that one. I remember that now. What do you think, Rick? I'm going to take Syracuse. I think they rebound. They put it to them. I mean, Florida State's garbage. So. Boston College really isn't that good either. Yeah, Since when is a four-ranked four ACC Coastal team, or sorry, a four-loss ACC Coastal team ranked in the top 25? That's just ridiculous. College Football Playoff Committee, get your get your mess together, please, and stop ranking those Coastal teams so high. They're Lord, awful. Stop pre-ranking Auburn. I mean, yeah. seriously. Every time. Yeah. <laughs> He's not wrong. Um, Kayla, who do you have in this game? Syracuse. I'm going to go with Syracuse as well. Um, yeah, Boston College has, has a really good running back. They have a, a decent quarterback. That's about it. Um, yeah, they, they really tried to make that game where they went to Clemson, or they went to Boston College to play Clemson. Game day did a good job of trying to make that look like a contest, and it was it was not. So uh, I don't have any faith in them at all. All right, so our next game is uh, number 18th ranked Washington at three losses. Uh, going into Washington State's house for rivalry week Friday night, they are ranked number eight. They are a one-loss team, uh, and this this game could put them in a position to be selected for the for the playoffs. So I think that Washington State comes out, takes care of business, shows shows the the playoff committee that they are uh, worthy to represent the Pac-12. And they, you know, their one game that they lost, uh, sorry, Washington, uh, this is a good game because Washington's uh, deficit for the season in their in their um, losses, all three of them combined, they've lost by seven points total. Wow. So one touchdown across any of those games, like, uh, could make the difference and has made the difference in their in their season. So. Man. Yeah, I think this Washington. one is. Oh, go ahead, Rick. Washington beat Auburn. No, Washington lost to Auburn by five, and then they lost two one-point games after that later in the season. Oh, yeah, Washington sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, well. So they do have Jake Browning, but, you know. That's about it. Um, so I'm taking Washington State. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and pick uh, Wazoo as well. Uh, Minshew, their quarterback, uh, he has a mustache. Um, of course, Minshew would have a mustache. I mean, and he's from Mississippi, so I mean, he had to go all the way. I believe he was considering coming to Alabama, but then decided to uh, to go to Washington. He State. must be a mama's boy. And then, um, anyway, uh, Tim Kimbrell has LSU by six in that A and M game too. Man, he also said Jameson looks like he needs to kill the energy drink sitting in front of him. Why do I need to kill it? Uh, it's not even open. What? Yeah, come on, man. Wow. What is what is your aggression here, Tim? <laughs> Maybe you need to calm down. 
Yeah, Cassie was worried about what, what Jameson was worried about, too. There's no telling. <laughs> what, what was I yelling about? I was yelling about anything and everything. I'm just loud in general. Thank you, Facebook, for your interaction. We enjoy yes, it. please interact with us. Oh, Hannah Matlock, so, my, my owner, so my boss. My owner. Oh, my God. <laughs> the person well, who owns my weird. time at the coffee shop. Thank yes, you for master. liking the post. That was a little weird. <laughs> All right. Uh, oh. <laughs> Ricky, who you got in this Washington State-Washington matchup? Washington State. Washington State and Kayla. Washington State. All right, so our for the Apple Cup, I believe is what that game is. It's their in-state rivalry is the Apple Cup, the Apple I, Bowl. I believe that the the, the Apple, Apple Bowl, is, the Apple Bowl is correct. <laughs> the Apple Mug, the Apple Jar, the Apple the Apple Basket. The one Apple, of the one. It's one of those. The Apple, the Apple Barn. Ooh, yeah. There we go. It's nice. All right, the Apple Barn. Burner. That's a great. That's a great place to eat in Thank Tennessee. You. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Our next game is a is an going to be an interesting game. Number four ranked Michigan um, versus number ten ranked Ohio State. Here's my take on this game: Michigan and Ohio State. Michigan under Jim Harbaugh just incapable of meeting beating Ohio State for some reason. But Ohio State's just not good this season. Oh, they're overrated. They've had I was so, many so close- mad at Maryland for trying to go for two and end it. Stop. You had a chance to knock off overrated State University, and you you, you blew it. You blew, blew it. it. That would have been two big wins for Maryland this season. They got Texas earlier in the year. So disappointed. So, yeah, this, this game's going to be interesting because they're both one-loss teams. Um... Ohio State's going to have to whip Michigan and then whip somebody in the big uh, whip Northwestern in the Big Ten championship um, to to show the playoff committee they belong. Um, and I don't, I still don't think they'll get it. But what I really hope happens is Michigan wins this game and then loses to Northwestern in the Big Ten championship. That way, you know the SEC is wide open for a, for an extra spot too. I kind of hope Michigan and Notre Dame get in there. Uh, because I would want Alabama to play both of them and hurt them, decimate them, make them cry. Just uh, anyway, that's- I'm taking Michigan over Ohio State for the first time under Jim Harbaugh. That's my pick. All right. Um, I wish both of these teams could lose this game. I hate both of these teams. <laughs> I can't stand Michigan, and and Jim Harbaugh and his dumb khakis. I I can't stand him. Uh, I don't like Ohio State because they're overrated. And every year, it doesn't matter. If they have seven losses and sanctions, the committee is going to try to find a way to put them in the playoff. Some way, somehow, Ohio State They've will be in the playoff been doing, conversation. Like, they are uh, the lowest one-loss team that's in the Power Five. Um, so I, I do agree with their, their, where they're ranked because they are just a one-loss team. Even though they've been struggling, they are the lowest one-loss team, and that, that's that's accurate. There's a two-loss team in front Every of them. Every time they, and even when they get an opportunity in the college playoff, uh, except for that one time, they uh, <laughs> they lose. But anyway, uh, I'm I'm picking. Can I just pick no one? I don't want either one of them to win. That'd be an automatic loss. So you can do that if you'd like. You know what? At this point, it doesn't matter. I hope both of you lose. I hope it ends in a tie. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it ends in a perpetual Jameson tie. That you're, that you're still playing football till next year. Jameson picks a draw. I pick in this game. I pick college football because that's what would be best for college bo- football if both of them lost. Ricky, who do you have in this game? Michigan. <laughs> I hope they. I like. I hope they lose. I hope their girlfriends break up with them. Like I. And I'm just kidding. That, Kayla, who do you have? Michigan. 
Michigan. All right, so our, uh, let's see, next to the last game is number six ranked Oklahoma versus. Oh, hey, wanted to mention this. Tim Kimbrell said Michigan wins by a defensive battle by nine. Wins a defensive battle by nine. What do you think about that? Well, this is the Big Ten, and they actually know how to play defense. Yeah, they're the opposite of the Big 12. Like, no, barely any offense with a whole bunch of defense. Unless you're Purdue, then you have a, a, a little bit of both. A whole lot of offense and a whole lot of uh, giving up some points. So. It's just a whole bunch of really cold boys tackling each other. Like, that's all it is. <laughs> and then in Texas, it's just a bunch of dudes running around trying to catch a football. They could be catching two footballs at once, for all I know. Just as many points as they score. It's like they're playing six-man football. Anyway. All right, so uh, our, our next last game is uh, a big game for the Big 12. If West Virginia beats Oklahoma, this could mean the Big 12's out, uh, but we'll see. So we've got number six, Oklahoma, 10-1, and one, going into West Virginia's house. Uh, they're in Morgantown, yep, West they're, Virginia. They're 8-2, and two, and they are a point-and-a-half underdog. I'm taking West Virginia in this game. That's my pick. Kayla, what's your pick? What do you got? Sorry, Brad, can Take you tell pick. me what your pick was again? West Virginia... <laughs> Instead of Mountain Mama. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Just, yeah, just yeah. that's what you heard. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> I mean, we know that, but say, which one does it? Say one. Whose uniform do you like more? I don't know what they look like. They're Gold Navy or Red? Just pick Oklahoma. Yeah. Kayla likes no. Oklahoma in this game. Do not pick Oklahoma. I mean, I gotta support my Red. Both of my teams that I like are Red. There we go. I like that logic. So. <laughs> All right, Ricky, who do you have in this game? Well, I think I'm going to take Oklahoma just because they wear red. Okay. Good pick, good pick. <laughs> Jameson? I'm going to pick West Virginia. Mountain Mama. They had a really tough loss last week against Oklahoma State, and it was, it was, <clears throat> it was, a, it was hard to watch. because That was I a really, fun game. I really like West Virginia, and I really like Will Greer and... Um, I think if Tua was not playing football at all, I think Will Greer would be the front runner for the Heisman. Will um, Smear. Uh, okay. Uh, I feel like Kyler Murray is just sort of a, uh, he's a... He's just a smaller version of Baker Mayfield, but not as good. Uh, he just needs to go play baseball. Um, anyway. And uh, Tim I'm Tim just, Kimbrell, I'm just full of you. all sorts of aggression today. I'm sorry. Like I'm being mean <laughs> as all get out. Thank you for your picks, Tim Campbell. He takes West Virginia in this matchup. And uh, by your profile picture, uh, our next game, I feel like I know who you're going to take, but we'll let you comment that, Tim. Uh, our next one is the number one ranked undefeated Alabama Crimson Tide. Woo! Or Auburn. That team from West Georgia. <laughs> All right, so I've got Alabama huge in this one. Um Kayla, who do you have in this one? Alabama. Because they wear red, right? No. Because they're good. <laughs> because, <laughs> because roll tide? Yes. Um, If you would have picked Alabama over the Citadel in the first half, you'd have been wrong because they tied. Man, can we not? Dude. That was awful. It was a triple option offense that nobody has used except Georgia Tech and since Al- like the and 1970s. Arab High School uses that offense. <laughs> yes. Oh, Bama 27-3, Tim Kimbrell. Now, Tim, that's where I'm going to disagree with you. Tua, Tua Tagovailoa's, Tagovailoa's 
Tugla Violet, whatever. Tongue of Violoa. Tongue, tongues. I thought Seth wasn't here. It's going to score way more than 27. <laughs> um, yeah, in spirit. <laughs> uh, it's going to score way more than 27 on Auburn's overrated defense. Uh, that defense isn't totally overrated. Uh, it's not good. Um, and their offense, as long as Gus Malzahn's calling the shots, that'll take care of itself. So, um, I'm obviously picking Alabama. Um, I, I mean, this game with it, you have to throw away all the previous, all the records and everything that's happened beforehand. Uh, this is a battle for the state of Alabama, and it it doesn't matter. This game is going to be one of two things every time. It's either going to be a, a nail biter, or it is going to be an absolute stomping of of one of the teams. Um, I don't know. I'm kind of one of those people that there. I have I have. Alabama fans are, I hope we keep it close and I'm like no I hope we don't I don't I hope we stomp a mud hole in them <laughs> like I had as a child I lived through six straight losses to Auburn I didn't get to enjoy the Iron Bowl for like most of my childhood and I'm still bitter about it and I'm still taking it out on every Auburn fan did I you know. grow up when Peyton Manning was the quarterback of Tennessee no, are you that I mean, old I'm not, I was like a baby when that happened okay I, mean, I was wondering because that mean, would mean I grew you couldn't up, enjoy that rivalry either. No, but I, I grew up during the, uh, you know, the years where Mike DeBose and Dennis Franchoni and Mike Shula were our coaches. Oh, Fran, Coach Fran, <sighs> what a joke, man! Yeah, that was that was that was bad. Like he moved away from the school in the middle of the night like a coward. We're not yeah. al- we're not allowed to talk about him in my house either. My mom will. Then um, of course we can't forget Mike Price, although we want to. Anyway, I'm sorry. This is this is dragging on forever. I'm picking Alabama. Big. Ricky, who you got? Uh, Alabama, three touchdowns, one defensive touchdown, a field goal, and we'll miss an extra point. So, you know, we have missed nothing. We have missed eight extra points this year. That's ridiculous. We should just go for two. Like that's what I'm saying. Like, take, if you have a fifty percent two um, two point conversion rate. Then you've got what would be equal to getting the extra point every time. And we don't do that. And I'm sure our offense could do better than 50%. Um, Tim 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 Kimbrell pointed out that the line was 24, which is actually down. It was 25 and a half a couple of days ago. Now it's 24. I don't know what really moved that line. But um, I think that if, if we struggle to cover, it'll be a higher scoring game. Yeah. Um, I still think Alabama's going to score somewhere in the 40s or 50s, um, even though our offense has really kind of calmed down since the beginning of the season. But we'll have to see what happens. So we've got... Like a Viola to throw a touchdown on a pogo stick. <laughs> <laughs> I'd pay to see that. I'd pick... <laughs> hey, to watch the Iron Bowl, you got to pay, like, you know, a premium for oh. that. I noticed online uh, there's this guy, uh, one of my friends on Facebook, and he put up a couple of just a pair of tickets to the Alabama Auburn game, and the price you could see it at the bottom of the ticket one hundred and ten dollars per ticket. He wanted eleven hundred dollars for that's that pro- pair of tickets. He probably got them as like he probably has season tickets, and they just divide up the yep. price evenly across them and print Man, them on the ticket. That's crazy. But like, um, they're selling on like Ticketmaster and StubHub starting starting somewhere in the 200s for the, like the seats that are up in the like the double up J there next to Jesus. I think it's called double J section. It's yeah. in the corner of the edition, like up at the top, which is basically there to add to the capacity. But um, yeah, those that's our picks. And what goes good with college football? Mm. A good charburger. Mm. Charburger. I bet, I bet Ricky even likes a good charburger. Ricky, how do you like charburger? 
I like chocolate. I'm, I'm Mr. Milkshakes the most. Go get you one. It's like yeah, a 10 minute drive from Arab. That's what's so good about it. It's like so close to Arab. It's so it's in Gunnersville, uh, which is about the same drive from Albertville. So like it's like pretty centrally located, Marshall County, right on that Gunnersville Lake, that beautiful lake at the foot of the mountain. Uh, you can find them there. They'll be open at 5:30 a.m. Monday through Saturday. They close at 8 p.m. They're the home of the famous char grilled wildcat burger, scrumptious chicken fingers, Philly cheesesteaks, jumbo crispy onion rings, milkshakes, everything like that. That you can find that is good in a good burger joint. You know what I miss That's about fun. it, Ricky? What? I miss chocolate gravy. Yeah. I miss the fact that they, they don't have it. Uh, Charburger, you need to change it. People, listeners, audience, please please go and, and ask, hey, why don't y'all have that chocolate gravy no more? Y'all, y'all go by there and ask. You ain't got to tell them we did it. I'd actually prefer if you didn't. But... <laughs> Please if, ask, you, if you go because, there, if you go like, there, we need order. to make gravy chocolate again. Free chocolate gravy, ladies and gentlemen. If I, you go there and you order a burger, some chicken fingers, yes, please do tell them that, that the that the Varsity Radio Show sent you. But if you go complain that they don't have chocolate gravy, tell them, tell them that, that Jam- another radio tell station them that sent Jameson you. sent you yeah. specifically. They don't, won't know who that is. It's okay. Don't mention our show. But just we got to get chocolate gravy back in the mix here. It has to happen. Like this, it's the holidays, ladies and gentlemen. Let, let's let's make a Christmas miracle happen. And now today's clutch moment. What's up, guys? Uh, we're about to get up into the clutch moment portion of the show. Um, clutch moment portion, or clutch portion, or clutch moment. We're, we're gonna get into the clutch. I don't. The clutch, much, the, the clutch moment. The clutch segment. moment. The segment. Much, the much cloment. The much cloment. Much has been made of the much cloment. Uh, sounds like a tribe in like Braveheart or something. Anyway, um, since this this week is uh, Thanksgiving, for those of you that don't know, Thursday is the day uh, where we give thanks here in America. Um, and we only do it on one day. The rest of the year, we just complain, complain, gripe, and grumble. It's um, too hot. It's too cold. Why does people at Walmart only got three registers open when y'all got 47? That's a valid point. No, it's not. Yes, oh, my it gosh. Is. Jameson, no. are you work at Walmart. So I do. What kind of delusional other side? <laughs> but you shouldn't have people waiting in lines that go back to the clothes section. Hey, me and my friend did go to the Walmart in Jacksonville, and they had some random person standing out in the middle and, like, checked us out because we had, like, two things. Mm. And then well, left. what time were you there? It was, I like, can't stand around Walmart. lunch. Okay. Hmm. Anyway, I'm not. I'm not going to get into the. I'm not going to get into that. I don't want to. I don't want to fight Brad right here. Well, you're going to defend Walmart. <laughs> I know you work there, but come on. Anyway, there is no defending Walmart. Uh, well, I just I've been on the other side of it when I've had to hear people complain at me like, "Why ain't y'all got more registers open?" Like, ma'am, I clean the toilets. I don't know. Like, I I could open a register for you, but I don't know. I mean, that's all I could do. I mean, I can't even open. I just stand there and, you know, look good. Uh, that I am good at. Anyway. Uh, anyway, since it's Thanksgiving this week, I thought we would look into the subject of gratitude. Um, and today's... Uh, the reading today comes from Luke, uh, chapter 17, verse 11. Uh, which I thought I had pulled up. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Close. Well, if you don't, I've got it here. I got it right here. The power of things. 
Now on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee as... Sorry. As he was going into a village, ten men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. When he saw them, he said, Go, show yourselves to the priests. And they went as they were cleansed. One of them, when he saw he was healed, came back, praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him, as he was, and he was a Samaritan. Jesus asked him, were, you, were not all ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he, replied, then he said to him, Rise and go, your faith has made you well. Alright, and with that being read, I wanted to ask, what is the power of thank you? Um, I, as we were just discussing, I work at Walmart, and uh, Walmart does this survey every year uh, called a grassroots survey, and it's basically where they send out a survey to all of the associates that you can anonymously participate in, and they ask you a battery of questions on, you rate it from a strongly disagree to, you know, strongly agree sort of kind of thing, uh, on various aspects of, of the store and how the company can improve its relations and all that. And then our store manager comes in and reviews it with us. And, and at the end of the meeting, like an older gentleman stood up and he said, you know what? I just, I kind of feel like that it may not mean a lot to a lot of other people, but if we get a good thank you before we go home, it goes a long way. And Brad, what do you think about that? Um, I, I've been working in a coffee shop that has been serving the customers for a total of two days now. And I've been, you know, it's you, you're trained up in, in how to make stuff and everything. But it just gets crazy when people start ordering it and it backs up and everything. But, like, some people I've noticed will take, they know that we're new, so they're, like, trying it out. And they go in there with an attitude, hey, we're trying this out. And they will try the drink standing there at the counter. And nothing is more satisfying for me running around like a, like a nut job with a chicken head cut off, whatever that saying is. Like, <laughs> I, I missed that one. But like a chicken with its head cut off. Yeah, I think right. So I've been for. doing that all day. And then, like, somebody to, like, throw back a drink that I had just made and go, oh, my gosh, that was so amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just like, wow, I've done something good. And that also comes from people say, thank you, that was awesome, or thank you, that was good, or thank you. But you can, even if they say you can improve on this, we appreciate that, too. It's just, it makes you, the person who's being thanked, feel a certain way. That's, it's, it, it doesn't really compare to another feeling that you can have. Like, it's almost like it's paying off for you. Mm-hmm. So, What about you, Stephen? Oh, for me to get a thank you? Man, that's amazing. It is amazing, because lots of times with an employer, you don't hear from them until you've done something wrong. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's nice to hear from them when you've done something right every now and then. So yeah, I think it's important. All right, and my next question is, does it please the heart of God when we thank other people? Yeah. I, I think it does. Um, of course. I mean, it, you see here in, in, the, in the scripture that we just read, when the leper came back and praised Jesus, it said his faith had made him well. I, the other nine were healed. But this this one man comes back and falls at the feet of Jesus. You see, like, uh, the Bible says that it's impossible to please God without faith. And when he comes to Jesus in faith and praises him and thanks him for healing him, Jesus says his faith has made him well. So I feel like, I mean, I feel like it, it can't not please the heart of God. What do you think, Brad? 
I'm going to agree with that because there's a difference in like, you know, him being healed, but then also he says this one that had faith was was well. So like at at Pete like Yeah, I agree with what you said and that backs it up. That's what I'm trying to say. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh it's just it's incredible to me that there was only one that came back though. I've, I've heard this story several times, and I never really I even I honestly I called our pastor today and sort of talked with him about this because I've always just sort of heard the story. I mean, like, what's the end game here? Everybody else gets healed, but just one man comes back and thanks Jesus. Uh, and I think that's what it is: is it it pleased the heart of God? It 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 made him happy uh, that someone was grateful and i mean leprosy was no was no easy thing back then i mean of course it's a horrible disease that that slowly disfigures you and it's painful but you're also ostracized from your from society i I was always just surprised that only one person was was thankful that that was uh that that they were healed from that but anyway okay so for our next point i'm going to read you guys a quick story called The Mother of Thanksgiving and Abe Lincoln. So this is going to kind of explain like why the entire nation gets together on the fourth <laughs> Thursday or the third Thursday after the first Monday of the month and celebrates <laughs> Thanksgiving. Um, and this is why. So um, the Secretary of State, William Seward, wrote it and Abraham Lincoln issued it. But much of the credit for and proclamation should probably go to a woman named Sarah Josepha Hale. Mm-hmm. A prominent writer and editor, Hale had written the children's poem, Mary Had a Little Lamb, originally known as Mary's Lamb, in 1830, and helped found the American Ladies Magazine, which she used as a platform to promote women's issues. In 1837, she was offered the editorship of Godey's Lady Book, where she would remain for more than 40 years, shepherding the magazine to a circulation of more than 150,000 by the eve of the Civil War, turning it into one of the most influential periodicals in the country. In addition to her publishing work, Hale was committed to advocate for women's education, including the creation for Vassar College in Poughkeepsie, New York, That's and raised. Poughkeepsie. That's not right. Moving on. <laughs> uh, and raised funds to construct Massachusetts Bunker Hill Monument to save and save George Washington's Mount Vernon estate. The New Hampshire-born Hale had grown up in a regularly celebrating an annual Thanksgiving holiday. And in 1827, published a novel, Northwood, A Tale of New England, that included an entire chapter about the fall tradition, already unpopular in parts of the nation. While at Godey's, Hale often wrote editorials and articles about the holiday, and she lobbied state and federal officials to pass legislation creating a fixed national federal day of thanks on the last Thursday of November, a unifying measure, she believed, that could help ease tensions and divisions between the northern and southern parts of the country. Her efforts paid off. By 1854, more than 30 states and U.S. territories had a Thanksgiving celebration on the books. But Hale's vision of a national holiday remained unfulfilled. The concept of a national Thanksgiving did not originate in Hale, and in fact, the idea had been around since the earliest days of the thanks uh, since the earliest days of the Republic. During the American Revolution, the Cong- Continental Congress issued proclamations declaring several days of thanks in honor of military victories. In 1789, a newly inaugurated George Washington called for a national day of thanks to celebrate both the end of the war and recent ratification of the U.S. Constitution. One of the original copies of Washington's proclamation is set to be auctioned this November with an estimated price of 8 to $12 million. Both John Adams and James Madison issued similar proclamations of their own, though the founding 
father, Thomas Jefferson, felt the religious connotations surrounding the event were out of place for a nation founded in separation of church and state, with no formal declarations were issued until after 1815. And it goes on to talk about after after Sarah Hale, um, like continuously, continuously lobbied for this event. Uh, Roosevelt briefly moved Thanksgiving up a week uh, as well, uh, and then FDR had something to do with it. The the finally. Um, Thanksgiving was finally recognized as a nationwide federal holiday. See, there's a lot more to the backstory of Thanksgiving than, than you thought, isn't there? Yes. Uh, there's. Uh, I did a little bit of digging about um, <clears throat> about the lady, uh, Mrs. Sarah, Miss Sarah Josepha Hale. Um, I, I did some digging about on her and her backstory. She married a lawyer, which I believe his name is David Hale, and they had five children. Uh, well, nine years into their marriage, he died, and from that day on, she wore black, and, and like for the rest of her life, wow. she died at the age of ninety, uh, it, to just symbolize herself being in a perpetual state of mourning. Um, she raised five kids. I don't. I believe she didn't. She didn't remarry, so she raised five kids by herself. Um. And she wrote to five different presidents over 17 years. I believe, I believe it was 17 years, five different presidents to try to get Thanksgiving uh, established because it was only really a thing in the Northeast, like he just read. It was almost completely unknown in the, in the Southern states. So the original bread side was stuffing and not dressing because it was in the Northeast. Just because it's original don't mean it's right. Um <laughs> <clears throat> First of all, we're not. Even, <laughs> I'm not even gonna go there. Hashtag team stuffing. Uh, whatever. Anyway, so I think another interesting thing about it is that Abraham Lincoln was the president that finally pushed this through and approved it. But it's not just that it was him, but it was when he did it. He did it in 1863, in the middle of the Civil War. It didn't end until 1865. He did it in the middle of the most divisive time in America to help bring them together. And I guess so my question out of all this that we've learned is why should we feel thankful or grateful even when things are difficult? And I believe the answer is because God is worthy and he's still God. Even when things suck, he's still God. And he's always with us. Uh, when, when the Bible says that he'll never leave us nor forsake us, it is not just a consolation sort of pat on the back it is the truth uh no matter what the situation no matter no matter what he does not leave you um and gratitude like the leper should put us at the feet of jesus because that's where things start to happen it's it's there where we have his attention we always have 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 his attention but it's there where we have his attention and he has our attention and that's when he can start to change things. I believe it also, gratitude changes our perspective. Like, you can be going through an awful situation. Maybe this Thanksgiving, there's somebody that's not going to be there that was there last year. And you're going through things like that. Jesus is with you. But in, if, if you have this negative perspective, it's going to ruin the holiday for you. But if you can look at, I mean, it sounds kind of simple, but if you would look at the at the positive sides of it, and look at what God has done, and look at where you are now, it can give you peace, it can give you hope, it's all about your perspective. 
you have any thoughts on that there, Brad? Yeah, like, going back to, like, you know, being thankful puts you at the feet of God. And at the feet of God is where things start to happen. Mm-hmm. Like, um, that, like, putting yourself in a position where you, like, the fact that how much talking about human nature, how much I think about what I'm doing in myself per day versus the number of times I think about God per day, it's really hard to keep God above above the things in my life. But being thankful really helps put you at that position, which is where things happen. Mm-hmm. And it, it glorifies God. And, you know, for no other reason than God deserves that. God, yeah, He's worthy. You know, yeah, exactly. And, you know, like I got a reference, like we, we said that it, it puts you at the feet of Jesus in the scripture. The, the lepers called out to Jesus from a distance. And he called back to them from that same distance and said, you know, go, go and tell the priest that you're clean. You've been healed. But it wasn't until that one leper, even though he was already healed, he came back to the feet of Jesus to give gratitude that his life changed. That his life changed and, and he was made whole. Um, <clears throat> and like I said, like it, gratitude will change your perspective. It, it will give you peace. And it will remind you that God is in control of any and all, any and all situations because he is God. Um, and I think that lead, I mean, like, I'd like what you said that praising God through difficult situations, that's worship. Um, and again, that's, that's being at the feet of Jesus where things can happen and where he'll start to move. Uh, your worship allows him to start moving in a situation, uh, far faster than your, your negativity and and your complain any sort of complaining or grumbling might. Uh, so anyway, my, my my last question for today is: How can we be more grateful and show more gratitude in our lives? Stephen, you want to tackle that one? Sure, I'll do it. Uh, be more grateful and show more gratitude in our lives. It has to do with our perspective. It has to do with our attitude. Uh, you can be nice, uh, not be nice. You can do nice things all day long, mm-hmm. but if you're not nice while you're doing them, does it really matter? Ooh, that's good. You know. It comes down to an attitude, really. And, you know, it's it goes above doing the right thing. An attitude of gratitude. There yeah. you go. Hey, I like the way that sounds. Did you come up with that? Huh? <laughs> I've heard that so many times. I know I have to. <laughs> um, yeah, don't yeah. give me credit for that one. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I think it's actually written at the top of the notes for today. Yeah, yeah. That's what, <laughs> okay, what, what anyway. Cool. But, um, Good job, Jameson. Uh, well. Anyway, all right, so, so think back to how... Uh, at the beginning of this when I said I was working really hard and then people have thanked me for what I what I made for them. That feeling is something that like we have in our arsenal as followers of Christ to show love to people because if it's that easy to make somebody feel, you know, warm and fuzzy on the inside like mm-hmm. then let's let's use that as like how to like how to change the world is to make the world a happier place mm-hmm. by one one person to person interaction at a time. Yeah. So that's where it all starts. It just, you know, using that using that um, weapon of language that we have to 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 you know to encourage people through thanks Thanksgiving. And the thing about it is too, Thanksgiving is praise. Yeah. That's really what it boils down to. Yeah. When you're thanking somebody out loud, you're praising them. When you're thanking God for everything that you have, when you're thanking him, you're praising him. Yeah. And the present <laughs> it, it talks about in the Bible, um, that, you know, when we praise it's like god comes down he's here with us he inhabits the praises of his people so if you're going through a mess if you're going through a a really bad time in your life you start praising start worshiping him start giving him thanks 
He'll show up in your situation oh, yeah. and turn it around. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, because that's that's what we do when we when we recognize who he is and what he's done for us in every day. Um, because when you're when you're looking at the negative and and what's not there and where what's lacking in your life, you're not looking at Jesus and you're not looking to who he is and what he can make a situation be. Uh, so I, I feel like being an, living a life of, of non gratitude, it's 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 as much a distraction as anything. Yeah. Uh, and I think I think the other way that we can live more grateful and have more gratitude in our lives is just by choosing to do it. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's what I was saying. I mean, like, it's yeah, it's just making a conscious effort. We're not perfect. We're not going to do it right every day. I mean, there, I work at Walmart. There's days I'm not very grateful. I'm not. <laughs> but uh, if we just make that extra effort to choose thankfulness and to choose gratitude it changes your perspective in the way that you deal with other people people usually aren't grateful for you either Jameson yeah. yeah they're probably not we're out they're out of lemon pepper they're again out of, yeah, that's the of, one thing I needed from Walmart of course they don't have it yeah. everyone's like Boaz has a bigger store and I'm like I'm sorry mm. I, I didn't build this yeah <laughs> my square footage machine is broken I'm sorry <laughs> uh, no I mean but dealing with people is always always interesting. But I feel like if we just keep that perspective of gratitude, uh, it sounds like a very simple thing, but it's it's often the the little things and the simple things that if, if they go unnoticed, they they turn into cancers. So uh, I'm thankful for a lot of things. One thing I'm really thankful for is Charburger. Amen to that because <laughs> uh, they are open from 5:30 a.m. to 8 p.m. Uh, Monday through Saturday. Uh, they close for Sunday because they love Jesus. Um, and it's it's also the home of the famous Wildcat Char Grilled Burger, uh, scrumptious chicken fingers, Philly cheesesteaks, jumbo crispy onion rings. Uh, they're located at 3848 Alabama Highway 69 in Gunnersville, Alabama. Uh, the phone number is 256-505-4720. And that is the number to dial to uh, make chocolate gravy happen. Mm-hmm. To make chocolate gravy again. Not again. All right. Thank you, Charburger, for everything you do for us. It's the Varsity Athlete Interview. Hey, y'all, it's uh, time for that there athlete interview with the Varsity Radio Show. We, who who we got here today, Brad? We have a very special girl in the studio today. Her name's Why Kayla. Why is she special? Because uh, she's my girlfriend. Aww. <laughs> yep. Her name's Kayla Moon. She's a marching ballerina of the Marching Southerners of the Jacksonville State University. Say hi. Hello. This is the part of the show where we interview her. Man, I should because she's the I athlete. Have a, I have a good picture. I should You're say. very, very good at this show. It's the one of you at practice, and the photographer was out, and your sunglasses fell off your face oh, yeah. simultaneous okay. to her taking yeah. a picture, and you're making a weird face trying to catch your sunglasses. I don't think it can be with any your, weirder than the face that you made at, at the kid who uh, hit the wrong note. Oh, that was so weird. That was just sort of looks like you pooped your pants. That's the the look. Yeah. It looks like it's... Anyway, go continue. All right, so (laughs) Kayla, tell us about about what a normal practice is. Not the ones lately where you've perfected the show, but earlier, like, what do you do to practice? Well, the ballerinas typically show up 45 minutes to an hour before practice actually starts and we'll stretch and then we'll clean dances 
And then after the band gets there and they warm up, we will do segs of the show where we like clean. What is a seg of the show? So like where you have like your first song and your second song, we'll take the first song and break it down and do like into segs. Yeah. Okay. Into gotcha. segs. Segments. Segments. Yeah. There we go. That's yeah. what I was looking for. Oh. <laughs> He was literally asking what segment. He wasn't being a jerk. For all, yeah, for all the non-band people out there, what is a seg? It is a segment of a, of the halftime show. Yeah. Anyway, all right. <laughs> so, so then we uh, we'll do that, and then at the very end of practice, we'll do a full run of the show, and then on Thursday nights, we will group together as the marching Southerners and sing "I'll Fly Away." Oh. Can you sing "I'll Fly Away" for us? No. <laughs> you don't know the words? No, I do. I just... See, in the church I grew up in. So you just a... admitted that you can sing off fly away. I can sing. But you're I'm, not going I'm to. I'm not going gotcha. to. Gotcha. Okay. Church I grew up in, that was uh, page 333 in the Redback Hymnal. Mm-hmm. And if you didn't know that, you were not going to heaven. Or, uh, or you weren't a member of that church. Or you weren't going to heaven. <laughs> 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 all right. So, so what got you interested in Dance Line? When, when did this all start? Take us... Take us through a little bit of the journey from when it started to getting to be one of the ballerinas at JSU. Jameson can't talk today. Well, I started dancing when I was two and a half, so I've been dancing forever. Oh my gosh. And then I did the junior high majorette slash dance line, Mm -hmm. and then did dance line in high school, and my aunt was a marching ballerina also, and my dad was a marching southerner, so I was like, "Mm, I kind of want to do it too. So then... I was like, I still want to dance in college. I'm not like ready to give it up yet. So then I went to Jacksonville and audition, and I made it on the day of prom. Yes, and she had not found out that she made it during pre prom pre prom pictures. <laughs> so she's a nervous wreck. So that was a fun Basically. prom day. Yeah. After that, found out on the way to prom. Oh, mm-hmm. that's cool. So did that make prom more special? Yeah. Yeah, it was a... It was like... The other hand would have been prom would be a disaster. Yeah, yeah it would have. I so, would have found out going to prom that I didn't make it because I couldn't stay because they always put our names in like a boot and like a lot of people go and take pictures with it. But I had to leave as soon as I got done auditioning. I didn't even wait for auditions to be over with so I could make it back for prom. And so, she asked a girl to take a picture of the boot for her and tell her if she made it. But the girl apparently looked at the boot, realized her name wasn't on it and left. So she didn't get a picture yeah, for so Kayla. So Kayla had to go look on Instagram and find one. And Yeah, I saw like a picture and I could see names on it and then I couldn't find my name. Oh, so Brad could tell nerve, I was freaking out and I was like, I was, I was like, nervous. I can't, I just can't see it yet. I can't see it. And it was all that I really couldn't find my name. And then, so I looked again, still couldn't find it. I was like, I, it's just too blurry. And then I went back a third time and I found it. So oh, they say third time's the charm. Yes. All right. So... What what is like the the worst thing that's happened to you in your whole dance career? Like the most embarrassing moment? Yeah, that, I probably should have said embarrassing. Worst thing that's ever happened to you is a little ominous. What's the most embarrassing thing that's happened to you while you've while you've been in dance? I don't. I mean, I remember it, but like, there's videos of me because like I'm kind of like bossy and in control. And no, <laughs> when I was younger, and we would be on stage doing like our dress rehearsal. I'm sorry, there's a pot on the kettle black moment happening right now in the yeah. studio, <laughs> live. 
But um, there's goodness. videos of me like looking at other girls on the stage, be like, uh, "You're supposed to be here. <laughs> you go here." And it's like while we're dancing, and Mom's like, She's "Got that takeover spirit right there, <laughs> man." Amen. <laughs> so, so no embarrassing moments. Okay, do you have? Do you have? Is there a certain like? I don't know if you keep up with individual dancers. Is there a certain dancer that like you? model yourself after we ask that question with athletes because they have a professional athlete they picked out but. i mean not one that i'm like this is like who i want to dance like but twitch is really awesome to work with i've taken a couple classes from him he if you ever watched the ellen show he's her like music man yeah he oh, okay. uh okay he was in one of the uh classes i was in and he like one of the girls um in the room was like talking while he was teaching and he uh, stopped the class and looked at us and he goes we fly thousands of miles to come and teach y'all dance and leave our families y'all could pay attention and just try boom rest oh my yeah. gosh <laughs> did you happen to know this girl that was talking <laughs> she Maybe. doesn't know her anymore <laughs> was it her was it yeah, you it was not me was somebody talking to you yes that's embarrassing <laughs> it was and then she, oh i know who it was yeah, okay she oh, uh, okay. left the class and then at the end, he apologized to me and the other girl that were friends with her. It was like, I wasn't trying to embarrass her, but... But we fly thousands of yeah. miles and leave our family to teach you dance. Yeah. Shut up and let me dance. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Man, that's 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 the moment that like, makes your whole body temp go up 10 yeah. degrees. Like, yeah. It, and he wasn't even talking to me. Your heart's like, <laughs> I was like, please quit looking at me. Your heart is in your socks and you're just retreating within yourself and things are in slow motion and the room just begins to drip like like dolly <laughs> and then you die i've been in that situation oh it's not fun okay so we also asked this one i've got to know the answer to this uh do you watch sports movies no not at all okay not well really. is seen facing the giants upon my my <laughs> wish if you if facing the giants is the answer to this question i'm going to burn this building to the ground um <laughs> Okay, is there a movie that inspires you, like, when you dance? Is there any any movie you've drawn any inspiration from? Whether it be about dance or anything, has there just been a movie that touches your heart? What and what, what movie would that be? If it could apply to dance, that would be great, because this is an athlete interview. Um, but if not, just go for it. <laughs> Did you just say Shrek? No. <laughs> no. Tangled, it's her favorite movie. Okay, uh, yeah, okay. I mean, I like Tangled, and then, but... Uh, when we went and saw Wonder, yes, yes, I kind of like related to Wonder because my sister has cerebral palsy, so okay. I've like seeing how like people treated him different and how the sister was responding to how mm-hmm. her brother got more treatment. I kind of like related to that and kind of okay. shout out to Hannah Moon, coolest yeah. person ever. That's like your third shout out on the show. Congratulations! <laughs> <laughs> yep, love you, Hannah. So does your sister. <laughs> Yes, I do. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. What what has been your favorite part about, and what has been the hardest part? So, your favorite part and the hardest part about your overall experience as a ballerina. Oh, my favorite part is a lot of the girls. Like when they asked them last year to tell them, like, okay, what's the most memorable part of your year as a ballerina? And all of them were like, the first time we did pregame. Mine was. The first time we did our full show on the field, 
I think it may have been for like a band competition, but that first turnaround and we do our big impact, the way the crowd goes crazy is just something you can't really experience. Like you can experience in the audience, but it's something you got to be on the field for it to like really set in. And then bad thing. Yeah, you're like the hardest part about it. All the time that goes into it because you still have to keep up your grades and then you're you have three hour practices or a little less and then you have to get four workout hours outside of practice so you can perform so having to time manage and still have a social life and still be involved and then still getting sleep just a lot my goodness that's insane um like what do you what uh, you're a freshman, correct? Yes. Has there been another ballerina that's sort of taken you under their wing and just sort of, you know, helped you along in this process? You're laughing, Brad, and this. No, no, this, I, I wasn't laughing. I was making me. that all face because that's the perfect question for the way the whole like ballerinas group works. So and, is, and all, is all, it all like let, a giant family? Yeah. Okay. Yes, Quite literally do. a family. I'll let her explain. Go ahead. They do. Um, where okay, so they call the freshmen. That are on not like just like freshmen in college, but like if it's your first year on the line, you're called a baby ballerina. Oh. So then, like how sororities and stuff do big littles, we do mommy baby. Okay. So the mommies that will they'll be vets. They'll pick you, and you don't know who they are, but you find out vets are returning dancers. Yeah. By the way, they um they'll pick you, and you find out you don't know who your mommy is, but you know you have one in May. So you have to wait all the way till the end of August. Well, they're give, they're giving you yeah, gifts. Yeah, they give you the gifts entire summer, and you like they're just completely anonymously. You, you yes, don't know who they, they can are. give you hints. But my mommy actually gave me hints for another girl, and that girl gave her baby the hints for my mommy. Oh, okay. So like I had no clue who my mommy was, mm-hmm. and you don't find out until um, the end of August at the end of band camp. And how they told us they did yarn because like we make our tassels with yarn. They put yarn all the way around. They did it around our practice field first, and it led us to a balloon. And we, like, popped the balloon, and there was a note in it that said, you can't wait to find out who your mommy is. And we were like, okay, great. So then we went back to the studio and had to follow a piece of yarn around again, and it led to your mommy. So that's how you found out who your mommy was. That is cool. So... It's like the most complicated gender reveal ever, but yeah. that's really, it was, really cool. It was fun because like there's like there's 13 of us, and we were all fighting over each other, trying to find <laughs> our yarn to get to our mommy. But so It mom, was a fun video to it, watch. Yeah. They're all like, I have to say, you, sound, you sound pretty emotional about this. Like, <laughs> They're all attached to each other. Okay, yeah. and here's, Quite the, literally, by here's yarn. what I found weird about the whole like family thing, is we're not like, I'm not, it's mommy and, and baby or daughter or whatever, and if the daughter has a boyfriend, the baby ballerina has a boyfriend, you're that mommy's son. So, like, so in this oh. delusional, weird world, <laughs> we're siblings. Yes. Like, Stop. So, right, her grandmommy is engaged. Oh. Yeah. And they're my, you know, like, they're my grand... Oedipus Rex. Parents. Oh. Grandparents. Yeah. So, like... So, it switches because your mom and dad, after, if she has okay. the baby next year, I'll be somebody's dad. Oh. Like, that's the yeah. weird thing. So, I, I, I go like... from brother to dad, real quick. <laughs> But I think my mommy ballerina really took me under her wing. And then I'm staying in a duplex this year instead of on campus because my dad owns it. And my uh, duplex neighbors, I guess is what you could call it, 
all three of them are marching ballerinas. Oh, wow. So they all kind of like took me under their wing. With it being a fr- like being a freshman and not knowing everything, they've really helped me like adjust to living off from home. Well, I guess my next part of that question was going to be, you know, what legacy did do you want to leave uh, to to future ballerinas? And um, I mean, you just sound—I I feel like you sound really excited to get to do this for somebody else. Yes, I. It's. I don't want like any of like the new people who come in. I don't want them to take it for granted because like even though like everyone told me, hey, don't take it for granted, there were times like I know looking back on this season. I took some of those practices that I was just like, I can't do this anymore. I took them for granted, and I'm kind of regretting that because, like, my grandmommy's not coming back this next year, so, like, I won't have another performance with her besides this next weekend. Who's, who's, what's your grandmommy? I'm, I'm assuming that's, like, the leader of that's the my, That's my mommy's mom. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, this, it works. It goes deep, y'all. Oh my goodness. <laughs> she even knows her great-grandmommy, who's no longer about, like, she's yeah. a A lot alumni. of them have, like, a lot bigger family tree than mine does. Mine's kind of small, but there's some, like, the head ballerina, which is, like, the one that's over all of us. Mm-hmm. Someone that's in her family, how, like, they got together, like, going you call down. call her the queen bee? No. <laughs> no, no. They, um. Really missed an opportunity there. They, uh. Her, like one of her relatives, I guess you could say, in her family is actually the coordinator hmm. for the ballerinas. Wow. Because she was on it. Man. Yeah. This almost makes me want to be one, like, <laughs> but I can't. <laughs> <laughs> You've let Jameson, he's inspired by this to be a ballerina. It's big, anyway. So now, so now our varsity audience understands everything about the ballerina family. Yes. I remember the first time. Her mommy's boyfriend, who is my dad, called me son. And I was like, wait, you just called me son. I'm her boyfriend. And he's like, don't question it, son. And I said, I said yes, yes, sir, dad. dad. Yeah. He, had to, what I said. he had to put up with it when, like, his girlfriend's mommy ballerina, her fiance, did the same thing to him. So, yeah. So, next year, next year when she has a baby, I'll be somebody's dad. <laughs> a ballerina baby. Right, yeah, I'm going yeah. to nod my head and smile because, to be Arena honest with you, I'm lost as a ball in high grass. But, uh, uh, I mean, like, as last year's Easter egg son, I mean, I'm just lost. But, so, I mean, you're excited to get to do this for somebody else. Yes, and I'm very excited. I just find it interesting that, like, even that you've you've already done this for not even a full year yet. We have um, a game on you Saturday. Already, you already recognize that you've taken things for granted. Like, it means yes. that much to you. That's that's incredible. Yes. So next year, I am going to wear a shirt that says Rena Dad on it. No, you're not. <laughs> oh, please do. <laughs> Rena Dad, and take lots of pictures with Kayla in her favorite dance on uniform. <laughs> Rena Dad. <laughs> Lord Jesus. So, all right. So tell us. All right. So. Um, tell us about the tradition of the ballerinas, including what you're wearing right now and the other version of what you wear, you're wearing right now. <laughs> well, these are our satin jackets. And on the back, they say ballerina in red letters. Yeah. And then we have a white one that we're, we only wear with our uniforms. So our Santa outfits and our modern outfits. So they're like, you know you're a ballerina, but till the first time you can wear your white satin at a game, you're like, okay, this is it. I'm, oh, okay. I'm there. So what is what is all this tradition of being a ballerina? What is I know this may be a hard question to answer, but what does all this mean to you? Like, what does this what does this mean? That's a Santa suit too, by the way. I, I see why they're called that now. Yeah. Um, 
I just I think it's really cool to like hold up the tradition of the Southerners. Like I don't know if a lot of people know about them, but kind they, of elaborate a little bit. The Southerners have the twenty Js, which is a, basically a tuba, and mm-hmm. they actually have every twenty J that is available in this country because oh, they don't wow. make them anymore. Every twenty J just cringed when you said they were a tuba. <laughs> yes, I know. Because I know how they think. Yes. That yes. a 20 J is not a tuba, even no, though... No, it's not. Secret's that's... out. It's a tuba, people. But oh, it's Lord. similar to a tuba for people who don't know what a 20 J is. Yeah. It's easy to explain it that way. But, but you were you were explaining it. You guys yes. have like every 20 J in the yes. U.S., right? They would go out and try and find them where they were selling them because they don't make them anymore. And that's what makes the deep sound that the Southerners have. Mm-hmm. So, unique. It's unique. Yeah, it's yeah. very unique. And then, so that's something that like, is very traditional. And then, like, the marching ballerinas. So, they have had the Santa suit for, like, ever. And, like, it's just the style of it has changed because it used to not have the white underneath it. And then they kind of lost the white for a little bit. And then it came back. And then there's, like, pleats in the skirt. And even from, like, the girls who are on the lawn who have been there for three years, the way the Santa outfits are made, they've been changed. So, like, they have, like, Two pleats, but we have three. So, like, just the little changes, but the tradition is still there. The concept of the uniform yes. has been the same since the creation. Yes. It was the very first. And then and you, I, they wear it every single home pregame that they do. Yes. And then a lot of the, like, even, like, the Southerners don't know this, but, like, we have two shows where they just have one show and change the feature song in uh-huh. it. We have two. So, like, when we do the traditional feature song, we learn a complete new show because traditional dancing can't be done like a modern dance it's a lot sharper and not as much movement and more marching than our modern dance wow well this has just been cool yeah it's like it's real complicated and really 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 cool and though to see the discipline um and that band is very disciplined but to see the discipline that stands out mm-hmm. from that band that they have like it's just they are there um like trying their best or else so, of course, it's it's always awesome. It was go different home. going from, like, a high school band where people were, ah, I'm just in it just for in it. And then you go to the Southerners, and it's like, these people are in it because they want to do it. They want to be in band. They want to have fun. So That's awesome. Now, do you have the opportunity to go into Spirit? Spirit's still housed over there at JSU, the Drum and Bugle Corps? I think it's still there. Yeah. But, um... Okay. Spirit, like... Spirit is now Spirit of Atlanta. Right, right. They've always like been Spirit of Atlanta, but they've always been at JSU. It's the weirdest thing. I know it's hard to wrap your head around, but yeah. Huh. Well, cool. All right. Wow. You guys want a song? Let's go to a song. Let's, let's can, we, can we go ahead since we only have 15 minutes left and like read a couple of trivia questions? Hey, why not, man? Yeah. Let's do it. Okay. So, so freestyle works. I'm going to read a question, and one of you is going to call in. We take the first caller, 256 256- Five zero five zero eight eight five. First caller answers the first question, and then two more questions, and we have a pair of tickets. Uh, yeah, pair of tickets. A pair of tickets to the, the, the Bowers Bowers Nine. Nine. <laughs> a tear of pickets. Tear of pickets there to, so. to Noah's bond. <laughs> um, so I want to know. Um, first question. Let's see. Um. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out what, a good one. Don't don't make it an obvious one. Yeah. Okay. Like, what is the white thing in the sky? <laughs> it's a cloud. Oh, I was going to say the moon. Oh my goodness. Uh, both are right. <laughs> okay, this isn't too obvious, okay, but it's, it's easy. What is the largest 
city by population in the United States. Ooh. Largest city Ooh. by population in the United States. That's a good one. So you can call in. Oh, we're hey. call wow, in we already have a caller. You can no longer call in because the phone line's busy. Well, we had a call. It's and we don't have a Oh, oh, do we have a call? Hello, we don't have caller. A call. Hello? Nope, they're not there. Caller. Nope. They called and then they hung up. Hey. So available 256-505-0885. Call in and tell us what is the largest city by population in the United, in States, the United States of America. Mm-hmm. Kelly Strickland, how are we doing this afternoon? Doing good, doing good. Awesome. So what is the largest city by population in the United States? Phoenix, Arizona. Um, try a try northeastern city, maybe. Oh man, uh, New York City. New York City is correct. Woo. Awesome, awesome job. Um, so good job on that one. So your next question, um, is which state is? Let's see which <laughs> which state is Sacramento the capital of? California. California Woo. is correct. Okay, and from earlier in the show, we discussed this as well. Which president was officially the first president, or the the president, to um, to make Thanksgiving a holiday? Oh, God, I don't know that one. Hint, uh, he also uh, freed the slaves in the South. <laughs> Lincoln. Lincoln is correct. Woo! Congratulations, you have won a pair of tickets to the Boaz 9 Cinema. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, another hint, he also has his own logs. Lincoln Logs? <laughs> oh, wow. All right. Stay on the line. I'll get you information tell you how to get those tickets. Thank you. Yes, sir. That's the buzzer beater in just a second. First, a word from Jameson. Hey, guys. Um, I just want to take a quick minute here to, to just give sort of a PSA and to encourage everybody. <laughs> I love Thank the music you, choice. You're very welcome. Uh, <laughs> It's calming, soothing music. This is your soapbox step-up music. This has been public service <laughs> announcements with Jameson. We, uh, we need to make that a segment. Uh, in all seriousness, I uh, I work for Walmart, and uh, I've been through six Black Fridays. Uh, this has been through. Uh, this is my last one. Uh, and I just want to encourage everybody, when you go Black Friday shopping this weekend, just keep things into perspective. Be safe. Don't be dumb. Uh, I've seen, I, I've seen in other places where grown people fight over towels. Um, grown and, women, yeah, fight over towels. That, well, it was women, but anyway, <laughs> like, that wasn't necessarily at a Walmart. That was just another story I heard about another store. Um, but things like that happen, and uh, we shouldn't let that sort of thing happen. Uh, it's. Whatever your whatever hot ticket item you're going for is not worth a night in jail. It's not worth ruining what's supposed to be a fun thing for everybody. Uh, it's it's not worth ruining that. So just keep things in perspective and don't be dumb. Uh, get what you got to get. Go home and enjoy the holidays with your family. And and now here's Brad with social media things. All right. Thank you, Jameson. Hey, you're welcome. You can find us throughout the week and during the show on Facebook at Unofficial the uh, Unofficial Varsity Radio Show. Um, you can find our Facebook live stream there. That'll be posted. Uh, so you can go back and watch all those. Um, you can go to our Instagram page and be updated with cool stuff that's coming up. Like pictures. Uh, yeah, and when the podcast is posted and all that stuff, varsity underscore radio underscore show. 
our Twitter page is at Varsity Radio eight eight five. That is up and running hot. Um, hot. Steven's the best assisting with that. Um, and you can find us uh, on podcasts throughout the week. This one will be posted tomorrow. Um, so every Wednesday, a new podcast is uploaded. So be on the lookout for those. It's Varsity Radio Show podcast. Uh, subscribe to that channel and be happy. There so that's where you can find us. Awesome. It's been an awesome show. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, everyone have a very happy Thanksgiving. Go uh, go eat a lot of things. Go eat things for me. Uh, it, unless it's pumpkin pie. In that case, send the pumpkin pie to me and I'll eat it. <laughs> um, because I'll also be eating, you know, pumpkin pie, a turkey, dressing, no stuffing. Um Go go couple out of, of couple of chairs, a table leg, all that jazz. <laughs> go out of your way to tell somebody that you appreciate in your life. Thank you this week as well. Yes. So uh, so we'll see you back here next week uh, for the time, for the post Thanksgiving. We will not be taking a Thanksgiving nap. We will be here and hope Speak that you'll join yourself. us. <laughs> I'll be here. But I'm taking a Thanksgiving nap. Are you kidding? Anyway, we'll be here same time, same sta- same station. Don't you go changing, and uh, you stay classy. <laughs>